Hi, Tinder. How are you? I'm good, Nikki. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to Conversations with Nikki. And before I start, let me introduce you to the listeners. So, I have with me Tinder Nikki Vungululu. She is a dynamic woman who holds a B. Come? Is it a Bcom? Hey, a B. A B is an honors. Oh my gosh. She she's on her way. She's on her road to success to completing her masters in clinical psychology. Yes. A woman who holds so much wealth and knowledge when it comes to the human mind. And today she is on our platform joining us in the circumstances of our COVID-19. So she's in a different place, different neighborhood. But we for technology. And Tinder, welcome, welcome, welcome to Conversations of Nikki. It's nice to actually have you on, finally. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for thinking of me when you thought of having this awesome discussion. No worries, Tinder. So I'm actually, I actually realized May is the month of mental health awareness. Yes. And I was like, what a coincidence. So actually, <laughs> the delay in us recording this podcast was a God thing. Because I'm like, exactly. hey, we're going to be talking about mental health in Mental Health Awareness Month. Absolutely. So Tinder, before we start, I just wanted to ask you, what is mental health? So when you're speaking about mental health, you are referring to a person's psychological and emotional well-being. So you're referring to everything that has to do with their psychological and emotional health. And that's a that's a very, very big umbrella. Is it? So give us some of the things that fall under that umbrella. Because I know there's depression, there's anxiety, there's schizophrenia, like there's a whole list. But (laughs) give us some, at least give us, when you say big umbrella, give us the fruits of some of the, yeah. All right. So under that, you you there's some of the things you mentioned, which which we uh, which are mental disorders. So when there's something wrong or something imbalanced with your psyche or your emotional well-being, that's when you end up having a mental disorder. And those are things like depression, like you mentioned, schizophrenia. You have other psychotic disorders. You have other mood disorders. You have anxiety disorders like panic attacks. You have postpartum depression post PTSD there's so many disorders that you can a person can have but also under mental health you have mental disorders but you also have other things where your functioning isn't maybe at its optimum so maybe you can have just issues relationally between people have issues in organizations that's where you get like um at work and stuff like that so there's a whole whole array of different things mental health is so big we can talk about anything under mental health Mm, and i think the beauty of um the world we are in today as to the world that was there five years ten years back is mental Mm. health has now become uh, something that's not shunned upon as you being crazy but something that is now becoming a reality where even to a point at work you're able to say I'm mentally not okay and I would like to take a holiday. So Mm. would you say that people are slowly but surely now warming up to the idea of mental health and understanding the realities of it? And would you then say the people that came 10 years before us didn't have an understanding of what mental health is as to the people who are now in today's time that now probably have an understanding? Yeah, absolutely. I'll totally agree with that. I think of late mental health has been embraced 
it's always been mm. there but it's a thing that has been like you said it's been shunned or frowned upon or something that's just in the back of your mind but these days we've come to realize that mental health is something we should embrace and something we should be intentional about taking care of you know so it's definitely been more celebrated in the past in the in in more recent days than it has been in the past and i think it's just at the end of the day it's about awareness it's it's become a topic that people have started to speak about more it's become a topic that i think in light with all the other movements that have happened in the past let's say 5 years there's mm. been a emphasis on um, on standing up for yourself and empowering yourself and mental health falls into that you know so i think just because of the way the world is moving now people are becoming more woke if you want to put it that way and mm. so that results in people paying more special attention to their mental health so i think yeah it's about awareness in the past there hasn't been much awareness really towards mental health or mental health mm. was um, let's say it was publicized or it was um, marketed for more uh lucrative people for people that have it as a luxury but now it's something that mm. we realize that everybody needs and so like cuz i think um it's so sad cuz we've actually lost a number of people to suicide yeah. and um to then find that they were battling with mental health issues whether it was yeah. depression or some form of some mental kind of thing that happened to them to have died so my question to you tendo and i think going further into the future as well how would you bring because you've stated awareness you've brought about mm. awareness so in africa in south africa and in disadvantaged places mental mm. health is still an unknown factor it's still mm. a it's still a you are crazy if you are going through what you're going through you've got a demon honey you need to get a cast out or you are crazy how would you as a upcoming doctor mm. or should i say an upcoming aspiring person who wants to put i know you definitely want to add change to the world yeah. how would you bring awareness to those health sectors activist. those untapped yes those untapped sectors in the discipline in the uh, my words are getting mixed up in the disadvantaged <laughs> communities because it's a yeah. reality in disadvantaged communities mental health i still believe it's there we all go through it but in disadvantaged communities it's never addressed especially amongst black men where you will find a black man turns to alcohol because they are not able to do all right so i would say like i would just touch on what you said initially about suicide and so forth and you know if what someone passes away because of suicide and we think they had a mental they had depression or what for and i think it's like i said it's about raising awareness but also understanding that a person can commit suicide even if they don't have the depression diagnosis mm. you know sometimes mm. stresses something happens today i feel a trick or something and that because i don't have the tools to deal with it i end up committing suicide so for me what yes. i'll say especially in in disadvantaged communities and every community let me speak from myself i fell in love with mental health at a school level i fell in love with mm. mental health in high school because i was lucky enough to be in a school where when i started grade 10 that's when they started doing peer counseling and i was one of the first peer counselors and that's where i got to see the impact that speaking and 
dealing with mental health can have on people. So I think a very, very good way to combat that or to raise awareness, especially in disadvantaged communities, is bring it down to a school level. Because if it's something that's done already at that level, it will be it will become normal. We are normalizing it at the same time we are raising awareness. So I think it should be something that education department takes seriously and they say, I'm putting this programs in school levels so people can be exposed to information, so people can see, students can see the impact that dealing with your mental health has. And that's sometimes, yes, school level, but also I, I understand that maybe that's not feasible in the near future. So I say... We need to be putting up organizations in in in, in mm. disadvantaged communities where I forget what it's called. There's but there's some organization it's like Big Brother or you have a, a a young boys, I mean older boys mentoring young boys. Those sort of those sort of things are very very helpful because you have someone that you can lean on, someone that can expose you to what good mental health looks like. Many people are walking mm. around thinking their mental health is fine, but it actually isn't. Yeah. So things that we, so many defenses that we have, so many coping mechanisms that we have in place shouldn't be there because if we were just to deal with it, it would be a whole different case. Mm. And I think it is a challenge to the Department of Education to actually put it as a subject because uh, the world is evolving, the world is changing. We are not going to be, <laughs> we cannot have, uh, I don't even want to say unstable people going into the workforce. Mm-hmm. However, we want people who are whole, who Equipped. are healthy, not just physically, but healthy in their minds as well. So exactly. with COVID-19, Tendo, and um, so in South Africa, the lockdown has been going on for about 30-something odd days. And yeah. and I'm sure in other places around the world, the lockdown has been extended. Some people have been in home for three months and so forth. How mm. would you say the pandemic has had an effect and would you say it has an effect on people mentally? Absolutely. Yo, like the effect is undeniable. Uh, it's had such a major, major, major effect on people's mental health. Just because there's a whole lot of uncertainty around COVID-19 and around what it actually means, how do we deal with mm. it? So that all that uncertainty brings up feelings of anxiety and worry and fear and that is definitely going to have an impact on your mental health especially on your emotional and psychological well-being especially if you are not a person that has tools in place or who knows how to deal with such stresses so it's Mm. definitely going to have it's had a very very detrimental effect for some people more than others some people are managing to cope with it some people are losing their minds if i had to say that so it's had a detrimental effect and how would you, like, what would your advice be or suggestions to cope in this time? Mm-mm. I would say in order to cope in this time of lockdown and in this time of COVID and not knowing what's happening, I would say you need to, my most important one is we need to stay connected. We are human beings at the end of the day and we live our life in relation with other people. When we're going to work, mm. when we school, whatever we're doing, it's always we are communal. That's how we are. We are not yeah. lone rangers. We are not. I'm trying to think of an animal that's very lone ranger by itself, you know. But we are human beings. God created us to be communal people, relational people. So mm, I think mm. one of the assets that we have to us in this time is staying connected, staying together, and 
that will ease a whole lot of anxiety and ease a whole lot of the fear around around uh, corona. And I also think that another another thing is to limit your news daily news intake. I want yeah. to know that it's important to stay um, in in the know in knowledge of what's happening. I was actually talking to someone the other day, and they they were really they were confused about when to send their child back to school. They were still under the old date that was announced as opposed to the new date. So that obviously will create a whole lot of anxiety. So when I'm saying limit your intake, I'm not saying block out the Don't news entirely. News. Yeah. No, that's not what I'm saying because you need to know what's happening. Knowing what's happening will also help your anxiety because you'll be able to plan. But at the mm. same time, you need to be able to distance yourself from it in the sense that I'm not going to get so engrossed with what's happening in the news because media is going to report sensational things. Media reports yeah. things. Media reports catchy headlines. Media reports all those things. So that will, 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 will add to your anxiety in some sense. And another thing I can say is, Mm. another thing, just the third one, so stay connected, limit your news. The third one is try to maintain a routine. We know that, um, that will also bring some sort of relief. If you have some sort of structure to your day, some sort of routine yes we can't do the same thing i can't always go buy my coffee on my way to work i always used to buy my coffee yes, yes but yes. you can you can do some sort of things at home that will also bring a level of routine and normal normalcy to your day mm-hmm. and then i like how you said with the news we need to limit so it's in other words setting boundaries is that what you're saying as to what Correct. we intake and what we don't intake so you still exactly. need to stay up to date, but don't go down a rabbit hole of, because with news, I feel with media, it's a rabbit hole. You'll start with the one yeah. and then it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. Exactly. Cool. Then one of my other tender is what is the difference between stress and depression? Mm. Or you mean anxiety and depression? Yes. Anxiety and depression <laughs> or either stress, because a lot of people say they're okay. stressed, but there's an underlying, okay. if I'm not mistaken, there's an undertone of it could be depression where they just they say they're stressed right but then Mm, they're not mm, getting out mm, of bed mm. they are their windows are closed they're dark but i'm stressed they identify me because i'm stressed yeah yeah so it's a very it's a very interesting question because even when you sometimes hear people say oh i'm i'm so depressed and then Mm. you look at them you're like but this is depression you know so it's very important to know what it is that we are speaking about um so stress is i'll say is is when you think of stress and you read up about stress it's your bodily reaction to hmm. hello tendo i think we've lost you tendo Okay, I'm going to try get Tendo back because I think we have lost her due to network and it is a bit difficult to record in this time, guys. So I do apologize. Let me try get her back. Tendo, <laughs> I think okay. network lost us this. I do yeah. apologize. Anyway, back to our question. So my question to you was, what's the difference between stress and depression? And you were answering that for us. 
All right. So when we're speaking about stress, we're referring to your body's your body's reaction to any change that is happening. So your emotional or mental tension or strain that comes from that change or uncertainty. And usually your body re- we have that fight or flight response that we speak about fight flight or freeze in our response that we speak about so that's what stress is it's trying to react to a change that is happening and involves bodily reactions when we speak about anxiety we are speaking about feelings of worry nervousness when you're feeling uneasy about something and also very linked to uncertainty as well things that you're uncertain about you are anxious you have clammy uh clammy hands your heart rate goes up you start feeling nervous all that stuff falls under anxiety when we're speaking about depression we are speaking about mood we're speaking about mm. a depression but we're talking about a severe and persistent feeling of depression and loneliness and a loss of interest in activities we're speaking about hopelessness we're speaking about not oh. wanting to live so when you're speaking about depression you can see it you can see uh, when okay. someone when you when 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 you have a when you have a meeting tomorrow and you are feeling your heart rate is going up we're speaking about anxiety when we mm. when you've just been hijacked and your heart rate is up and you 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 frozen or you don't know what to do we're speaking about stress or when you have a heavy workload at work we're speaking about stress does that make sense so oh. totally makes sense but i would like you to just go deeper in the flight freeze what was the other one that that mode that you expressed to us that you expect if you could just explain what that is all right so your flight your fight flight or freeze response when you are in mm. a stressful situation it's your body's protective mechanism to either decide what it decides what to do in that moment so what happens is hormones adrenaline everything goes up in your brain and your body and in that moment your body decides to protect itself in one of three ways it can either be flight meaning you remove yourself from the situation so you run away or you get out mm. some can either be fight where you oppose the situation and you face it so you you fight back or whatever or it can be freeze and that's self explanatory you freeze so that's what your yeah. so we all have different reactions bodily reactions to stress or or a traumatic experience so if you are being someone comes head on you gun to your head what are you going to do flight fright flight fight or freeze we all do different things and mm. all based on that is your stress response sure 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 i think i'm a fight person then <laughs> anywho <laughs> i'm a so would you I'm say like, uh, <laughs> you, yeah. you are a freeze <laughs> i like shit oh or as <laughs> person you can even be in a situation and then only later do people tell you do you even forget what happened in that moment or when you've been in a car accident and you forget like your 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 body's or your mind's protection is to freeze and protect yourself from that oh sure yeah sure and then what so my next question is is mental health genetic so if you come from a family where 
your mom or your dad was a schizo? Which is it a generic thing? So it depends with the specific mental disorder. Some mental disorders have been found to be have more of a genetic uh, predisposition to it than others. So for some of them, it's it's, it's like if you speak about um, let me think of one like schizophrenia, maybe someone with schizophrenia more than likely has someone in the past that also had some other form of psychotic disorder as well. But there's this ongoing debate in in the world of mental health. Nurture versus nature. That sometimes it's a, we always argue, is it a nature thing? Is it genetics? Or is it because of my environment? If I have some, if I have a schizophrenic uh, mother, or let me just say a, a depressed mother, um, okay. It's difficult to see if it's a genetic thing because part of it is genetic nature, but part of it is nurture. In my environment, I was I grew up around depression. I saw depression. I saw how depression was performed. If I want to put it that way, I saw what depression mm. was like. So maybe I'm predisposed to be depressed because of the environment that I was in. So it's an ongoing uh, debate that we always have as psychologists and in the mental work of nature versus nurture. It's very difficult, but it has been proven that yes, there is a genetic predisposition to some mental disorders, but you can't um, deny the nurture expect. You can't deny the environment that a person is brought up in. Sure. And how would you ask a friend? Like you can see, okay, your friend is not okay. How would you, could I say, do a self-assessment on a friend or even on yourself to see if you're mentally okay? Okay. So with a friend, so you're talking about someone you know, or let's say family member because it's someone that I know. Yes. Okay. So with that, I think you can... If, if you are wanting, my rule is if you are worried about that person, there's probably a reason to be worried about that person. You are probably picking up mm. on certain things because certain things are there. So I would I would put it to that person because sometimes even, even maybe that person is feeling depressed, but they don't have necessarily the words to explain what they're going through or they don't think it's that serious but if if someone else can see it in me then it forces me to be like oh okay maybe what i am going through is if everyone can see it then it's a it's a serious thing so i'll say you need to have a conversation with your friend or your family member and ask them what is going on if the person is shut down which usually happens, the person is shut down, they don't want to talk about it or so forth. You need to always keep the door open in the sense that um, I'm always here. If you need something, I'm here. Mm. I've been in many situations, not with family or friends, but with people that I've worked with. I've worked in hospital situations. I always used to have to go down and work with people that came to hospital for suicide or whatever. So sometimes you don't want to speak in that moment, but you need to always make sure that in every conversation the person knows that the door is open that there is someone there mm. that is willing to hear me and willing to listen to me because most of the time people don't speak out because you, f- you don't want to be like a burden i don't know if that's a like people thing or what but sometimes you just don't want to be a burden to people you're just like let me deal with this by myself but the more you deal with it by yourself the more the deeper into that rabbit hole you get so i'll say you need to one reach out to your friend 
let them know, friend, I see what you go. I see that you are not yourself. I don't know why. If you want to talk about it, mm. if not, you need. To, if they don't want to talk about it, you need to um, make sure that the door is that they know that the door is open. Now, if it's a situation where they they I'm talking about a situation where a person is still functioning, where they're not too yeah. far gone. However, if it's a situation where the person is causing harm to themselves, is all of that stuff, I say it's very, very, very important to refer them to someone, take them to the clinic, take them to a doctor, get some sort of referral so they can be able to get into a space where mental health is, mm. is celebrated or people know what they're doing and that will help them as well. Because sometimes you also don't want your friends to see you in that state. Yeah, 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 sure. And then would you say, um, can one have a mental health condition and not be aware of it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think you can. You can You can have a mental condition and not be aware of it in the sense that um, you, you become used to it. There's... I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. We have something that we call personality disorders, né? But sometimes when you when, mm. you when you study when you study them or you read up on them, we can there's some traits in there that you're like, mm, that sounds like me. That sounds like me. You know, because some of these mm. are something that have become normal to us. It's become part of who I am. Like this is who I am. This is how sure. I'm, you know. So it's not something that we. Mm. As, something that needs to be fixed or but it's causing so much like distress in your life but we don't think of the fact that let me fix it instead it's just this is how i am so i think it is possible yeah mental some sort of mental disorder or distress without even knowing it sure and then i, I think I've, I've asked this question a million times but i'm asking it generally for the listeners does mental illness occur in children and if yes how is it then detected how does one pick it up in their child or in the little one that mm, my child is mentally not stable? Mm, mm, mm. Mental health does, um, mental health, we all have emotional and physical and, and psychological needs, even more mm. children. I think mental health can really, really affect children very badly. And for somewhat with children, it's things it's 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 a two-sided coin because children are very very resilient if you you have children you see things children can go through anything and they'll bounce back so, sort of you know children are very mm. there's all but at the same time children can are affected by mental health just like the rest of us and the the tricky thing with children is they don't have the words to to say mom i'm feeling depressed unless they are in therapy yeah if they were in therapy they'll probably have that understanding of emotions and so forth but most more times than not children don't really understand the emotions or what's going on so you need to look out for signs in your children where they are acting out um for some reason always when your child goes to play with your friend next door when they come home they're always acting out for some reason that's a that's say mm, mm. mom my my friend is teasing me necessarily but they can act out because they've come home with all of that frustration or sometimes a child won't say to you 
I'm feeling sad. Instead, they'll say, mommy, please play with me. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm. children differently mm. about it. They express themselves differently. So you need to know your child and you need to you need mm. to be able to see when my child is not all right. You need to be able to, to, you need to play with your child as well, which is so important, especially with toddlers. I think you need to play with your yes. toddlers so much because the things that they act out in play is information. Children act out what's in their sure. mind. Whatever they're playing is mm. sometimes it's what they see on TV, but they see it on TV and their mind does something with that and they act it out in play. Mm. So it's actually getting no, that's with your child is so, so important. Mm. So much information from playing with your child. We actually do that in therapy. Like, oh, you, 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 you think we, it's play therapy. We, we, you. Let's say, for example, mm. I put out dolls, and I see how the child plays with dolls. I, as a therapist, I can yes. and see very easily what's happening in their family dynamic at home. Where do they place their dad? Mm. Place whatever. So, playing with your child is very, very, very important. And also, one more thing, Miki. Let me just add that for a child their primary source of uh, security care love everything is the family it's the parents so, mm, that's so mothers true. as fathers as older brothers older sisters uncles aunties we have such a major responsibility because we we as adults i have i have my boss i can get things from emotionally or validation from this person validation from that person but for a child all they have is their parent and their caregivers yeah so it's very very important to invest into your child's mental health meaning invest in emotional mm, mm. well-being and that's so true and i think there is no shame in doing that because mm. i would use myself in his example when my son had experienced some trauma mm. and um as a parent i thought i failed him and i felt so bad yeah. but understanding the whole mental health and like how you say play therapy and everything he ended up going to play therapy mm. which not only worked on him healing from the trauma he had faced but now he's a very confident child and who he's become and he knows how to express his feelings he was able to express his feelings in a healthy manner as to him hitting another child he knew okay if i'm angry if i'm angry i can ask mommy can i go punch my pillow can i scream into my pillow but what what i learned from that which i think a lot of us parents make the mistake on us and i'm going to speak for myself Mm -hmm. is when your child is angry or emotional we tell them no, why are you crying? Stop crying. No, big boys don't cry or whatever the case is. And I think this whole process, I learned that it's okay. If my son at that moment is feeling sad, I should allow him to feel sad. He needs to express it, but in a healthy way. And I think a lot of parents need to, like what you said, nurture that mental health and play with their children. Because I like how you said in a child's life it's the mom and dad that's the that's where they get their affirmations from and if we don't do that hmm? i'm saying the mom and dad is a primary source of everything yes Mm. yes but you know what at the same time i I don't want to Mm. you we need to just be aware of it and i'm so glad that you are aware of that you mentioned that at that moment maybe you felt that oh i failed my son you know but at the same time Mm. we need to realize that we also were raised a certain way we were raised you don't cry like oh 
you don't talk, yes. talk to your parents about certain things so these so i'm i'm personally uh, very intentional about and learning certain things that i have learned in the way that i was raised to make sure that i don't impose that onto my child and it takes time. Hmm. you won't get it right the first time you won't get it right the second time but the most important thing is to keep on trying you keep on trying because it's so easy for us to be like ah, don't cry to your child because Yes. How, that's how you were parented. How else do you want me to parent? I don't mm. have the tools, but we need to be kind with ourselves as parents as well and realize that mm. as as, yes, maybe in this moment I failed my child, but he's resilient. At the end of the day, he'll bounce back and he'll get it. Yeah. At the same time, I also need to pull up my socks as well and be better for my child in the same sense. That makes sense. No, it makes total sense because mm-hmm. I think the way we were raised up, a child is to be seen but not heard type thing. Yeah. <laughs> and type thing. So, Tendo, going back to being black people, because I really want to shed light on mental health, especially amongst Africans, melanin color, mm. in our communities, especially in the rural areas. Mm. Um, I don't know if you know there's that. What do they say? those people who get called to become sangomas, okay. right? So for me, I want to know, where do you draw the line? Because there's some people who I've seen, they literally have a mental breakdown. Mm. But then in them having that mental breakdown, they're like, no, the gogos or whatever. Mm. And I'm talking from a friend who told me this. So she was she was having so much pressure at high sc- um, in high school from her parents and everything. And she would have, it was a mental breakdown. That was what was mm. happening. But her her gogos were like, no, yeah. Um, the reason why things are not working around you, and now look, you're having this breakdown, is because you're you're you're, you're called. called. You're called to go. You're called. Mm. So you you need to go do your things. We need to take you to the village and everything. Go tossa. And she says, even when she went there, like whatever happened happened. But she's like, it, she still felt nah, fam. <laughs> not alright. She says now in retrospect. She felt, no, I had had a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, it was translated as, yeah, I've got a calling. The people are calling you. How how do you draw a line in that sense? You know what? That, that From is, culture. Oh, that is such a tough question because especially I'm thinking of your friend now. She was in high school, right? So she's not mm. at a stage where she can stand up for herself necessarily and be like, no, I believe that it is this, it is that. Like, because her parents are telling her this, people, her uncles are telling her this. So it is such a very, very difficult question. I think, yeah, I think you need to be, you need to be woke, man. You need to, and I don't want to, dim- mm. I don't want to diminish people's beliefs. That's why I'm trying to speak so carefully around it because yes, people yes. believe what they believe. Culture is culture and culture is important for culture is important and your beliefs are important. But at the same time, you need to be able to see that I am not doing well. You are the only one that knows how you are actually feeling, you know, and maybe, maybe if she didn't go to Asa, she wouldn't have realized that it was her mental health, you know, so at the end of the day, maybe for a reason. So I say, I can't say you must refuse and don't go do certain things and only do another thing because every situation is so, 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 so different. It's very different. And culture, as much as there's a, there's a, good and a negative side to everything 
in the same sense, there's a good and negative side to culture. There's a good and negative side to other things as well. So you need to sort of be able to be aware of how you are feeling. You need to be aware of what is happening mm. in your mind. Be aware of what's happening in your body. And if you are aware of what's happening, and if you have the language to define it, when they say it's because you are cold, you'll be able to be like, no, it's because A B C A B C. Sure, Tendo. Anywho, I see our time is not on our side, oh, wow. <laughs> and our lovers to go fun. even deeper. <laughs> yes, honey, we've been on it. For, I think if I add the, the other session, it's a good thirty-five minutes. No, I lie. Oh my gosh, forty-five minutes. Oh wow, okay. Ah, but it's good. <laughs> it's, it's good talk. <laughs> it's good talk. Um, but I think Tendo, seeing as it's Mental Health Month, it's something I would love to get into to it with you where at least every weekend we record something to bring awareness to this thing because i think it's something that a lot of us do not know about and we are coming to know about it because of the information that's readily available to us but what i would love to do is have people actually come on who have gone through depression who have gone through because those things are real and i think we just we 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 play it down we'll be like that's sad it's okay you know and just how the effects and everything but it's something we'll explore which i'll talk to you offline sorry it's one thing to talk about something in theory as opposed to talking to about mm. with someone who's actually gone through that. You know, when you actually speak yeah. to someone who's gone through depression, gone through whatever it is, the insights you get from it are amazing. So I support that idea all the way. Let's get people that have actually gone through that, not even gone through, even people that are still within important. Let's mm, speak to them. Mm, mm, mm. No, I agree. Totally agree. So, Tenda, give us your elevator pitch before you leave. Give us one <laughs> a good elevator pitch on mental health awareness. <laughs> All right. So, I will say mental health is something that is very, very important. Um, we need to take it extremely seriously. I really enjoy the fact that it's something that is being embraced now in the world that we live in. And it's something mm. that government is concerned about is pe- it's people are making policies around mental health it's very very exciting but at the same time i always say you need to advocate for your own mental health you need to stand there and educate yourself and be the one that takes your mental health into your own hands like i always say you can't delegate it to someone else it sure. is your responsibility and at the end of the day take your mental health into your own hands and make sure that you are operating at your optimum your emotions are important your psychological well-being is important don't take it for granted sure thank you so much tinder we could go on and on and on but thank you for joining us and thank you for <laughs> i should actually thank yada for allowing her mommy on without any interruptions <laughs> in this time but thank you so much no. <laughs> I'm no, but thank you so much, Tender, and may you have a great month in mental health awareness so far. We cannot wait till your doctor. Oh, sorry. Before I end off this program, should people ask you questions if someone is facing something? Could I open that up? Is that fine? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. You can ask me if I can't help you, I'll refer you to someone who can definitely help you. Great. So, guys, you can find Tendo on Facebook. I'm going to give you her handle. It's Tendo, which is T-H-E-N-D-O, Nechi Mungululu, which is N-E-T, 
B-H-U-N-G-U-L-U-L-U. If you're not sure of how to spell it, just look at the podcast surname on my thing and you will get the spelling. And on Instagram, you can also find her under, you know, is it Miss Mitch? I'm not Miss underscore Mitch. Yeah, so Miss underscore N-E-T-S-H. So you're welcome to reach out to her mm-hmm. should you have any questions about mental health and she mm-hmm. is more than willing to assist. Anyway, Miss Mitch, hey, thank you so much. <laughs> Enjoy the rest. Thank you so much, me, And thank you for having this conversation. No worries. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah. Bye, Tinder. Bye.